You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Martha Dalton is the co-founder of Never Say Die, a multi-award winning bourbon inspired by the legendary racehorse of the same name. Never Say Die's whiskies are a world first, pushing the boundaries of what a bourbon is with a unique aging process distilled in Kentucky, shipped across the Atlantic Ocean, then further matured here in England. So how do you put an English spin on an unmistakably American classic? And how and why does a bourbon follow in the hoof steps of a plucky racehorse? Well, here is Martha Dalton with more on how the journey began. It's a bit of an unbelievable story, kind of how it came about and also the story behind the horse. So if I start at the beginning, if that's okay, I'm in business in the UK with a guy called David Wilde. Um, We have a political communications business and he went to uh, a matriculation dinner. I think it was 30 years since leaving Cambridge and one of his buddies who was American invited him to the Kentucky Derby for their 50th birthday. So they went along and they're on the back of a bus, you know, quite a posh bus, but, you know, a bus. (laughs) Um, And they're there. There's some tech bros there. There's, you know, various people all off for a fun day at the races. And people are talking about how they'd invested in various bourbon brands. And, you know, it all sounded quite exciting. And so later on... A couple of mint juleps later, I would imagine, Pat Madden, who's another one of the co-founders, he's the guy that invited David out to the races, was talking about this horse that had been born on his family's farm. And in Kentucky, it's a really famous farm called Hamburg Place. And so it's a really stormy night. There's a party going on at the main house. And the horseman comes in and says, boss, we've got a really serious problem. There's a horse that's been born terrible breathing problems don't really know what to do and they go gee okay how about we shove some bourbon up its nose and obviously a bit of a crazy last roll of the dice but they give it a go and in the morning it's running around the pen and they go okay we're going to call this horse never say die so forward a bit and this horse is up to race at the Epsom Derby. And at this point in racing history, no American racehorse had really ever won an English classic. And this was a really important race. Queen Elizabeth, it was one of her first kind of big public engagements since being queen. She sat in the front with Winston Churchill. And there's this absolute rank outsider that wins the race and blows everyone's minds. And so if that's not kind of unbelievable enough... Up in Liverpool, there was a woman called Mona Best and she's really down on her luck and she walks past a black market bookies and sees this horse at 33 to 1 and thinks, you know, that's a bit of me, pawns her jewellery, puts it all on Never Say Die and, you know, wins big. So she decides to buy her son, Pete Best, and his friends, John and Paul, some instruments and say, hey, guys, you know, you can start your band now. She also sets up something called the Casbah Club. And basically, that's where the quarrymen who became the Beatles, that's their story. And Paul McCartney is quoted to say, without Never Say Die, there would be no Beatles. 
That's the story of Never Say Die. And so David goes, they've had the julep, they've been talking to the guys that have invested in this bourbon, they've heard this amazing story about Never Say Die, this horse. And he goes, do you know what? Let's start a bourbon company. We will basically follow in the hoof steps of the horse. So we'll make it in Kentucky. We'll bring it over to England, we'll become famous in England, and then we'll sell it back to America. And essentially, that's the business plan. We've had a few gold medal nominee origin stories on this programme, but I have to say that is right up there. It's absolutely brilliant. And there's this wonderful kind of symbiosis, even on the label of the bottle, which I gather has Lester Piggott's colours featured. Is that right? That's right. Of course, 54 in his, well, in his right, quite near the start of his, what became an incredibly storied career. Kentucky provenance, English character. And it is this amazing fusion. But I guess bourbon, Kentucky bourbon, it's, it is so American. How do you ensure you don't upset people or it's not a leap too far, even with that incredibly compelling creation story? Because people are very set in their ways, especially when it comes to their favourite tipples, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. And for us, because we had such an unbelievable brand story, we knew that we had to be really, really careful with the liquid inside the bottle. And so for us, everything that we do is about creating the absolute best liquid that we can. And so it's absolutely a Kentucky straight bourbon. We make sure that we're absolutely to the letter on ensuring that it meets all of the quite stringent requirements. And so that's that, you know, that's not up for debate. The bit where we stretch it a little, and, and this is where we are doing something that we believe is the first in the world, is we're bringing it over in those original virgin oak barrels across the ocean to then, in those original barrels, for it to rest further in England before we bottle it. Mm. And yes, that ties into our brand story, but actually there's some science behind it too. Because the reason that bourbon is that beautiful colour is because of it's all of the colour that comes out of the barrel. So when the liquid first comes off the still, it's, it's clear. And then through our process, it's going through three climatic conditions. So you've got the really hot summers of Kentucky, where that alcohol is really expanding and contracting into the barrel. And for us, our liquid is pretty much the first release for us was just before five years. But going forward, we'll be expecting for it to be five years in Kentucky. Then it's six weeks ocean ageing and... That really does do something to the liquid because for most bourbons, they'll be made, put into the rickhouse and left. For us, we're putting them onto a lorry, onto a shipping container and then basically shaking them for six weeks. (laughs) You know, there's going to be salt air, you know, that's all of that. And then we're taking them to England, which is a much more temperate climate, Our barrels go to somewhere called White Peak, which is um, the distillery that we've partnered with, and they're amazing people, and their warehouse is uh, made from an old wire factory. So it's, you know, big stone walls and, you know, quite a rainy conditions kind of year-round, really. And so those three climatic conditions, we think, give the liquid something that's quite special, and it means that it's more integrated and, I think, smoother. We often talk about, you know, provenance of products or the journeys that products and brands go on. But it's it's amazing that the making of the product is 
the journey is part of the literal making of the of the product, which is really exciting. We do have we've got some we've got some ice, we've got glasses, we've got some samples. Um, Martha, shall we? And as I said, it, it is only late morning. Yeah, For me, well, that's that's cocktail o'clock. But <laughs> talk me through what we've got, and maybe let's try let's try some of these yeah. products. I believe we've got have we got we've got some never say die bourbon, but also a cocktail. Is that right? I can't. Yeah, exactly. So we have here some never say die bourbon small batch, and for us, small batch really does mean small. Largely bigger brands, their small batch probably would be at least a thousand barrels that they would blend together. For us, it's 50 barrels. It's quite a special product. So we have that. And then we also have our Never Say Die winter spiced old fashioned as well that we can I mean, try. It's definitely already pretty wintry here in London town. So that sounds good. Should we start with the, the hero product, though? Do you want to do the honours? And often people will say, well, look, you know, how should these things be consumed? You know, a drop of water, single ice cube. What's the... Does it matter? Is there a connoisseur's choice, Martha? Or is it one of these things where it's very important that the choice that's right is whatever you like? For me, it's about whatever the person that's drinking it, however they like it. Okay. Because it's got that kind of beautiful bourbon sweetness to it. I think it can be a sipping bourbon. But absolutely, if people want to have a little bit of water to open up the flavour a bit more or to have an ice cube, it's literally, you know, what for us, however people want to drink their bourbon is fine by us. But don't pour a load of, of Pepsi or Coke into it. Well, no, um, I mean, that would be sacrilegious, but, you know. Let's uh, <laughs> open it up, open it up closer to the mic so we can oh. hear. There we go. So what are we going to do? Over a little ice? How would or what you like you... it? Would you like yours with an ice cube? Or... Can I, would you permit me to say, Martha, you you serve it as I should drink it and I'll follow, I'll follow your lead. Okay. Well, I think. There we go. Have a little bit of that. Should I try that one? And then maybe if you want to just pick out, because those ice cubes are quite melted, you might want to just maybe try it like that and then if it's a bit too strong for 11am, you could maybe pop an ice cube in. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> so, Wake I, you up. I'm surprised that I've left it as, <laughs> as late as this today. You know, exactly. Ooh, it's old-fashioned yeah. journalism, you know. Yes, the things I do for my craft, Martha. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that is that's really exceptional. That's delicious. Yeah. That's a perfect that's the perfect breakfast spirit. There we go, exactly. So I um, think yeah, that one's forty seven point five percent. Wonderful. So I mean that's... that is and there's again all of the things that people will expect from their bourbon, that richness, the honeyed sweetness, you have that smoky quality, but it's incredibly smooth, incredibly smooth drinking. There's a lovely mouthfeel to it, it doesn't have any harshness. There's no bitterness. There's the aftertaste is it's not sweet. It's quite dry, really. That's that is that's that's delicious. So what did you recommend me to do? Then add um, a single ice cube. Yeah, I think try with a single ice cube and okay. and see how you how you feel that taste makes it go. taste. This is Tom Edwards' cocktail hour. There we go. Just roll that around in there a little. Do feel free to join me. Yeah, I'm uh, going to have a little bit here. drinking, Martha. I don't like to. <laughs> exactly. Don't like to drink on my own. Drinking's good with friends. Oh, I mean that that's delicious. That's like this is like that's that's like the perfect pudding, isn't it? Yeah. You have that sweetness. Perfect for Christmas time. It just feels like the perfectly it's the warming, the spice, the caramel. It it, it feels like a Christmas product. What what what's a great Christmas cocktail? What's a great way to enjoy never say die specifically, Martha, if you're looking for a perfect Christmas pick me up? So 
Our brand ambassador, Dan, has come up with a winter old-fashioned, and I actually have some so we can try some, which basically is the Never Say Die small batch with a winter syrup, um, and you can, you can buy that from, you know, good shops or you can make it yourself, and then two dashes of Angostura bitters. So, and, and in terms of the kind of spiciness that we're talking about, that comes from cinnamon cloves, orange peel, and demerara sugar. So nice and simple, you know, stuff that you've probably got at home, but means it, you know, slightly warms the cockles or, you know, is a nice after dinner kind of desserty drink as well. I am definitely suffering from cold cockles at the moment. So that's exactly what I need. Martha, it's been absolutely amazing to chat to you about Never Say Die. Brilliant origin story. Great journey. As I said, we're fascinated by provenance and these kinds of brands with real storytelling clout. And it's a great, great tale, but it's also a really delicious and exceptional product. But thanks for coming in and telling us all about it. Thanks for having me. That was Martha Dalton, the co-founder of Never Say Die. And you can learn more about the brand and that amazing story by heading to neversaydiebourbon.com. And that's it for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. Do look out for The Entrepreneurs, the main shows available every Wednesday. The programme was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. Listen again and find out more at monocle.com or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. You can contact the team, write to Laura at lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye, and thanks for listening. <laughs>